Welcome to another episode of Crosstalk. So glad that you've joined us again today. Uh, you will know that this month we have been looking at the Salvation Army and doing Salvation Army 101, where we've looked at the history, the founding, uh, the theology, and how we've emphasis on holiness, uh, talking about the mission of preaching the gospel and reaching uh, those with the gospel. And then last week, looking at some of the programming we do, I thought it'd be good uh, for us to kind of talk a little bit in this episode about what we do here locally locally in Augusta. And here in Augusta, we've been here since 1891, so 133 years. The Salvation Army has been in this community, and with that, we have we have transformed many people's lives, but also the Salvation Army itself has also uh, transformed and moved as, uh, as God and the need has come. And so with that, we're going to jump right into it and talk about three of our major things that we got going on. First, bringing on our Croc Center director, director Randall. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Major Raymer? Man, I am blessed. I am blessed. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are, all that kind of stuff. Then we'll dive into the crock. Absolutely. Okay. So thank you for having me first and foremost. My name is Randall Collins. I'm the operations director here for um, the Croc Center in Augusta, Georgia. And um, my job is to implement and oversee those who implement programs that are going to line up with the Salvation Army and, and the mission um, of the Salvation Army <clears throat> and making sure that everything that we do lines up with that, which is uh, is is the most important thing that we line up because our mess, our mission here at Salvation Army is based on the Bible. It's ministry that's motivated by the love of God. And so my job is to is to help preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to meet these human needs in our community um, in his name without discrimination. So in, in, a, in a short spell, that's what what my focus and my job is here. Amen. Amen. Well, so glad that you're you're on. So let's talk a little bit. Give kind of a uh, an overview of what the crock is, what it, what purpose does it serve, uh, what are some of the programs that we have here. Okay, so the purpose of the crock is to be a place um, in our community and specifically here in Augusta in the areas that need um, services that they may not normally be able to take advantage of. Um, we are in right in the heart of the Harrisburg community and, and not far from the um, Olmstead Homes community. And so <clears throat> we bring a variety of programs here um, and we can start. We'll just go by department. So we have aquatics programs where where we teach the children and adults, even in the community, how to swim, how to be safe around water. We do a lot of partnerships with Richmond County School System. Um, ourselves, the YMCA and the Aquatic Center are going to start a SAW program, which its goal is to teach every second grader in Richmond County how to be safe around water. Um, specifically with the target group that we deal with, it, it's important to us to make sure that they are safe around water. Um, we have fitness classes for um, children as well as adults and teens. Here, so we want to make sure that the community is able to have access to healthy practices and healthy um, things that they wouldn't normally have been exposed to as well. Um, youth sports, um, weightlifting, group exercise aerobics classes. Um, we also have a very um, a thriving homeschool program where we work with the homeschool children in the community. We've partnered with Decal Impact um, to bring in homeschoolers from the CSRA 
to our crop center, we have a very beautiful center. It's um, 77,000 square feet. And so we make sure that all these homeschool students or any student really that does non-traditional learning has a place to come where they can get all their extracurricular activities in, such as swimming, theater, fitness, um, pottery classes. We have um, GED classes. There's so many things that we do. Um, and, and it's really exciting. And it's always jumping here at the Croc Center. Yeah, it is. So, so, you know, there's a lot of those kind of opportunities. I know the model that we kind of take here is trying to get as many members as possible so that with that, we can scholarship as many people in the surrounding areas that, that cannot afford, uh, because it is true. Like this building is uh, astounding and the programming that we present forth is certainly things that, that might be beyond the range of those in our community to be able to afford. So that, that kind of using, uh, not using, but allowing the, like those members who can come and purchase so that we can then scholarship others to engage them uh, in, in um, different types of programmings that they might not have uh, there. So we have all of that. I know some of the other things that happen here, the croc is actually a, a lot of uh, of uh, outside groups come in uh, and do things here. So you want to talk a little bit about maybe those outside groups that come in? Yeah. And so Major Raymer kind of spoke on our membership structure, which is really a beautiful thing. One of the designs, um, the visions that Joan Croc had when implementing or, or donating this money and starting Croc Centers was that people from all walks of life can can integrate and be one big family together underneath this croc umbrella. And so when people purchase our gold membership, they understand when they sign up that a portion of what they're giving will go to scholarship. Um, we don't ever want to turn a family away that wants to come to be closer to God, to be uh, more physically fit or anything like that. So having um, people that at this current moment in their life, they're able to afford, they're able to um, purchase a membership at full price for their family with the understanding that a portion of that is to go to help people that can. Um, we also do partner uh, a lot of outside agencies, as Major Raymer was mentioning, um, comes to the croc and they do their events there we um, have a lot of the fraternities that that come and have their meetings their neighborhood improvement meetings here and they like to use the croc as a as a host place for that um, we have not only the croc church here but we also have other churches that even come use our space as worship space which of course we're excited to have anytime you yeah. can have people with like missions and that's important that it lines up with with what we're preaching um we we're in, uh, thrilled to have them here as well. Um, United Way uses the Croc Center, the City of Augusta, the school boards, um, Starbucks. I mean, it the the Croc is a place, and we're becoming a place where it, we're the preferred um, entity to use for events and special events here yeah. uh, at the Croc as well. Theaters, we have Augusta Junior Players as well as Augusta Players, um, Inspire Studios. Um, all of these places, all of these people are are people who come use. Um, what we have here in this community. So, so my daughter tried out for the Augusta Junior Players. I heard. Uh, yeah, and she made it. And okay. so it's rehearsals are here at the Croc. So it's just kind of a, a neat connection there. And again, it's, it's that I love that. And thank you for expounding on the vision uh, of Joan Crock. It is that kind of all of us coming together, uh, diversity, and not just by how we look, but but economically and how we think and all that, and just bringing uh, all that together because truly we are better uh, together rather than in silos. 
uh, from one another. So it's a great thing. Um, I know that, that there are, you have uh, Croc Stars, uh, all these other things that are happening. You have all these leagues. Um, but I, speaking here locally, because you have the broad sense of the Croc, here in Augusta, the way I kind of view us, um, and, and you can expound on this and we can talk about this, but the way I kind of view us, because not only do we have the Croc Center here, we also have at the front of the campus our, our, um, our one stop, or our first stop, uh, right, where, where there's homeless prevention, where this previous year, which we'll talk about here uh, even more in a little bit when we have the social service director come on, uh, but helping keep almost 700 uh, people in their homes this past year. So I, I kind of view this Croc campus also as a, as a way of, of helping bring stability around people so that maybe, maybe 10 years from now, they won't need the center of hope. So, so what are some ways that we do that here? Well, um, I mean, you truly can come to the Croc and, and I think that is a beautiful thing about what we do and you will hear from our social services director, but um, you can come here to the Croc. We, we've had a lot of people that have come over from either uh, first stop or even from um, the homeless shelter. We allow them to come in and, and, and use the membership as well, because it isn't just about what they're struggling with now, but um, it's health and it's, it's physical um, health, mental health. We do financial literacy classes here. We have aging class, um, mastering aging classes for seniors. So it's really about taking a, taking that individual and, and, and helping them develop and thrive on a, on a whole level, not just, you know, housing, you know, it's, it's housing, financial literacy, it's how to take care of money when you, when you are able to find a job, it's um, being healthier, making healthier decisions. It's um, bringing your children up to the crock and, and while you're working on financial literacy, they're able to have some fun and doing our, our paint and swims. But um, the, the great thing about the crock, the Salvation Army, is that we really we really cover just about all bases um, from physical and mental and spiritual. And to have a place that blends all that together. Um, yeah. I keep saying it's a beautiful thing, but it but it really is. That's that's the only way that I can describe it. And to go back to what you're talking about, being a melting pot here, um, which I think is what is is what the, the family of God looks like. We're all colors, all sizes, all shapes, all denominations. And when you come into the crock, you see that. Um, and, and that's that's what our goal is. When we when we see these different pockets of people and all all walks of life, um, that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It, it really is an amazing ministry. And and full disclosure to you as the Croc Center director, um, when they appointed me and Amanda to come and run or be over a Croc, I was very, very hesitant uh, because of a number of things that I had heard or worked through. But I have got to tell you, uh, since coming here and now being here for two and a half years and and being the senior croc officer, right, as part of mine and Amanda's title, uh, uh, it is an amazing ministry. Uh, it shines an amazing beacon of light uh, on what the Salvation Army is doing, but also in in what are the needs of the community? Like it allows us everyone, every every appointment I've ever been to, it's oh you 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 guys have a store or you ring the bell here. It's oh you, yeah you have the crock thing. So it's very different kind of thing. And then leveraging that that for 
yes, that is a huge part of what we do, but we also do these things and, and these things. Uh, and so I am um, grateful and excited uh, for this next year uh, for what uh, you and your staff are planning uh, to do and know that God is going to move that forward uh, in a mighty way. And I'm grateful to see even bigger things coming uh, this year. So appreciate you you taking a moment and jumping on uh, and being a part of uh, the 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 episode uh, today. Uh, anything else you got before I bring on the social service director? I don't think so. Thank you for having me. It's it's been a pleasure. Not sure that I answered the questions uh, uh, that fantastically, oh, no. but I hope it I gave good. you. I hope I gave you some information and just love everyone and and thank you. Thank you again. Yep. Thanks, brother. Have a blessed day. You too, Major. And now we bring on Olga. Hi. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I am blessed. So let's talk about you, who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff, and then kind of bridge from the crock into what you do, because you actually interact a lot with here as well as at our Center of Hope. So talk a little bit about who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so my name is Olga. I'm the Director of Social Services for the Salvation Army here in Augusta. So I oversee both our homeless services and our homeless prevention services. So what that looks like uh, for the homeless prevention side, um, like Major and Randall touched on, I oversee two programs that are on the CROC campus. So that is our Project Share, that's our Utility Assistance Program, and our job skills program. Um, that's a free four week program that teaches um, community members a lot of different skills to make them more marketable um, for careers and employment. Um, I in the those, not to interrupt you, but I signed those certificate this morning, 19 graduating yeah. this time. I think now, that's the most since I've been here. So praise God. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Up to my job skills team. They are so often <laughs> overlooked oh, because there's great. so much else going on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's the squeaky wheel, right? They do something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> good um, and so on the homeless services side, I oversee our emergency overnight shelter over on Green Street, our case management services and our soup kitchen. So everything having to do with homeless services on Green Street. Nice. So so let's talk about first so that we can kind of bridge this gap a little more between the crock and so let's talk about our homeless prevention stuff. So you talk about project share and, and job skills. What are those exactly? What does that do? What's the purpose or point? Yes. So I'll start with project share. Project share is our financial emergency services program. So basically it's preventing um, folks from having to use our Green Street location. Um, so keeping folks in their homes. Um, so what that looks like is, you know, we'll have folks who will complete a screening process. Um, we'll screen all those applications. Um, Project Share is, I'll give you an example. Let's say you lost your job um, and you haven't found one for a month. Your bills are starting to pile up. Yeah. Um, we know how quickly that can happen and how detrimental that can be for a household. 
Um, so that's where we step in and we can provide um, financial assistance for those utilities so that that family or that person can catch up and they can, you know, get their first paychecks or wait till their disability comes in to kind of keep them in their home, um, you know, and not have to make it to the shelter side. Um, so it's a lot of preventing folks from coming to Green Street, keep them on Broad Street. <laughs> yeah, so I, I know, do you have that? Because I know about what the number is, but do you have that exact number? How many we kept this past year, 2023, how many we kept in housing? I, I know it's more than 600. I want to say it's in the 600. Yeah. Yes, because so so as of right now, I've kind of taken over that whole operation. Right. Um, so it, it's a good, we get a good like 50 to 100 requests a month. Yeah. Um, and out of that, I would say we process about like 30, um, 30 or 40 applications. Um, we can pay up to 500. So 40 times 500 um, on a monthly basis, That that's we reach a lot. Um, yeah. The need is very, very high. Um, but, you know, we try our best. And like I said, it's probably more than 600, to be honest with you. Yeah. So so now let's shift then to the building you're currently in at our Center of Hope yes. uh, on Green Street. So let's talk about that programming. What What is yeah. the goal, the mission? What What does that yes. building do? Yes. So our in that building maybe better way of saying. <laughs> so our our social services center on Green Street um, really functions as a, I guess a multi-functional social services center is how I like to think of it, yeah. um, because literally anyone can walk in and you know ask for resources, ask for guidance. We've had community members come in and say, "Hey, I know this person who's going through this." can you offer me any sort of guidance? Um, so we do that uh, Monday through Friday in our front office. That's where we also do our clothing vouchers. Um, so families can get uh, two clothing vouchers a year and they can either use it at our clothing store that we have here, or they can go to any of the family stores and use that there as well. Um, yeah. So that's something that's open to the community as well as our shelter residents. Um, in the shelter side, we have a 30-day emergency overnight shelter for anyone that is experiencing homelessness. They can come in um, for 30 days, get casework, meet with a caseworker, set up a plan, you know, for how to start addressing some of the issues and barriers that have led them to come over to the Center of Hope. Um, and as we progress in their casework and they follow up with their caseworkers, um, you know, it, it can be extended up to 90 days. Um, I think that has been a very beneficial sort of pathway for our program because, yeah, yeah it holds, holds people accountable. And I, I like the shift of, of if you want to just get off the street. For a little bit here's 30 days you will get as long as you do as long as you don't do something out of pocket and crazy these, these are 30 days that yes. you get if you want to engage with us in casework then you can get up to 90 days and i know we've had exceptions too where we're at 90 day and hey i actually i have a voucher my move-in day is in a week and yes. a half 
and we extend out past yes. that, right? Because absolutely. Um, yes. So I, I love that. I think it's a beautiful thing. How many um, partners do you work with, like other nonprofits, mm -hmm. right? Because the Salvation Army isn't the end all be all. We can't yes. wait. Uh, we are a huge piece of uh, homeless services, and we want Absolutely. to be, uh, and we want to be in this field helping others. But how many other nonprofits are you engaged with, or your staffs engaged with, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis? Quite a few. So we have the very obvious one, Marion Barnes. Um, cool. We absolutely work hand in hand every single day with the Marion Barnes Center, so much so that we brought them over to our building. <laughs> um, and I would say Serenity Behavioral Health, we are in touch with them weekly. Um, yeah. The County Board of Education and their tutoring program, um, you know, the Department of Health, we have folks that come and do free HIV testing for our residents. Um, we have folks that come in and do free cell phones. We've had Goodwill come in and explain some of their employment and vocational services. Yeah. Um, let me see who else, who else? Blunt Beginnings is a very, very awesome partner that, that we work with primarily with our single men um, yeah. who are often the most difficult to sort of transition is, into stable housing. Um, so he's been really key in, in helping us transition some of our guys. Um, we work with Gap Ministries. We work with Golden Harvest. The list goes on. And on. Yeah, that, that number is of who we, as it's over 20 that we engage with and they engage with us as yes. like-minded, trying to get people uh, into stability. So yes. with that, two questions for you. Uh, one, if I was experiencing homelessness and I showed up at the center of hope, mm -hmm. what would that cost me to stay tonight? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Nothing. Every single night. <laughs> yeah. And and when I show up, because um, I know we have also a, a, a kitchen where we feed and not just those staying for for anyone at dinner who who comes in, right? And so with that, what 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 also second part of, of this question, this past year, um, you know, how many were we able to move who are staying in our shelter from being experiencing homelessness into stability? So that would be 164 um, individuals. Um, some of those individuals obviously are part of families. Um, so we have a lot of children as well that we were able to, um, you know, help transition out of here into a stable place. Um, you know, I, I want to say when I first came on here um, a year and a half ago, there were some folks that had been sort of coming here habitually and just kind of, you know, um, kind of dropping in every now and then. And we really started to be more strategic about the conversations that we had with those individuals. And I can think of one off the top of my head, um, you know, that, that had been sort of frequenting the shelter. Um, yeah. Now, every time I see her, I'm like, you haven't been back. I'm so proud of you. Um, so, you know, it's it's been a lot of shifting um, how we think about what we do. And that one organization, like what we do at the Center of Hope is we hope we never have to see you yes. in this context again. Yes, it's a come say hi, thing. come volunteer. 
And if you allow me to put a little context around that number of 164, in one year, 2023, we got 164 people into housing. From 2020, year 2020, 2021, and 2022, all three of those years combined, we had 162. We beat three years combined by two people in one year, right? So what do you attribute to that? Like, how do we go from that to that many in one year? And we're on pace again, it looks like, to maybe even beat that number. Yes. What do you attribute that? Well, what, what makes that happen? So several things. Um, first of all, is being more intentional about the work that we do here, um, yeah. especially with our caseworkers, um, having processes in place um, where we hold ourselves accountable and we hold the clients accountable. Um, but not only that, really partnering with community um, partners has made all the difference. Um, just to give a little bit of context to that number, um, there are some folks that we were able to reunite with their families. So we count that as, um, you know, stably housed. There are folks that have come to the shelter who have been elderly. Um, the families were looking for them and we were able to reconnect them. They had no idea they were here. Um, we couldn't have done that without the support of Mary Barnes, the marshal's office, the sheriff's office, uh, United Way with their lift program. Um, so it's really coming together in a very holistic way and very intentional. I think that's the key word, being intentional about what we do every day um, and then following up on on those things. So, Someone said to me uh, several years ago, and it's always stuck with me, all of us are smarter than one of us. Absolutely. Uh, and 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 that's one of the things I love about working for the Salvation Army, and especially here in Augusta, is we have such diversity of thought among our leadership, among our associates. Yeah. But then you also drive past that into uh, those who we partner with. Like we have so many people who are experts in these things. Like we yeah. are experts in what we do for sure, but we need those other experts around yeah. us. And in that deepening partner, that 164 number is certainly something for the Salvation Army to celebrate, but also yeah. along with our partners to celebrate. Yes. Like they're all a piece of that as well. And so grateful uh, for that life changing thing uh, that happens all the time at the Center of Hope. And that doesn't happen without you and your amazing staff continuing to do uh, what you do every single day. Uh, so anything else you'd like to add before we move to our final guest? Oh, you know me. I have to really give a shout out to my team. Absolutely. I love my team. They are miracle workers every single day, shifting things around to make space for a family, Um Last night we did the pick count, the overnight pick count. Yeah. We actually had one person at around like 1130 at night that we were able to get into the shelter. And all I had to do was one phone call to yeah. Miss Obira. Yeah. We get it done. Um, yeah. So I, I couldn't do this without my team. So just shout out to them. Absolutely. And, and if, if you allow me to, I, I think a big part of this that, that I miss that I'm going to cover now is, is so many every Sunday we come to the Center of Hope and pick up from the Center of Hope mm-hmm. so that they can come to the crock and be a part of worship. Every Thursday 
We do the yeah. same thing. And, and we have anywhere from 10 to 20 uh, come from the Center of Hope to church uh, yeah. here. And, and Randall earlier talking about so many uh, who come, we're, we're able to help get scholarships here at the Crocs. So this is that partnering that we have throughout the command, throughout yes. the South Army here of Augusta, that really kind of raises that all up. So thank you to you and your team. Uh, oh, blessed uh, that you guys are all a part of the mission and every day making a difference in people's lives. So thank you, Olga. Thank you. Uh, and pray you have a blessed rest of your day. I will. Thank you so much. Awesome. Bye. Bye. And finally, our last guest for today, Candice. How are you, Candice? I am doing well. How there we you? go. Unmuted. Now we can see. You doing good? I so, am. So, Candice, talk to us. So, we've had the croc. We've had our social services stuff. Talk to us about who you are what you do, all that kind of stuff. So I am the store manager here at our North Augusta location, family store. Um, it is our biggest in the area. Um, I've been here only at this store for a month, but, uh, and, you know, working at the family stores for two years now. Um, you know, we kind of do a little bit of everything, you know, accept uh, goods in, sort them, put them out, things like that. Nice. So, so you have, so you run our family store in North Augusta, which is our highest volume store. Uh, and, and with that, we, 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 um, use those funding. So, so you help raise money. What, what, what happens when we raise that money? What does that money go to? What is it? What do we do with that? So that money goes right back into the community. It goes to our center of hope to, you know, help provide food for, you know, our residents or anybody else coming in for a meal, um, it helps provide uh, shelter, you know, for the residents there at our shelter, you know, to keep the lights on, to give them soap so they can take a shower, um, towels, bedding, things like that. Yeah. So that's what I love. I love this idea of of what we do at our family stores, right? Because we have three in the area. We have yours in North Augusta. We have one in Peach Orchard and we have one uh, out in Thompson. Uh, I, what I love is the, the, the idea of taking something, right? Someone donating something that they, they no longer need, us then selling it at an affordable price to someone who may need it, and then using the, the funding that comes from that to help those who are in need. Like, it's just a beautiful kind of circle of how we take this donated item and turn it into something that someone else needs at an affordable cost and then use the funding from that to again support like because all the money that, that like the money that comes in after we pay your staff and, and the lights and that kind of stuff the money that's left over from that goes to the center of hope right to help feed yeah. and house and all that uh it's just a beautiful uh cycle uh that that happens within uh, the way the Salvation Army is structured, but but that's not the only thing uh, you do. You don't just sell stuff. What what are some of the other things that 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 happen there at our family stores? Um, well, I've had opportunity just to kind of get to know some of our donors, some of our customers. You, you know, um, get to know their kids. You know, um, so it's exciting, especially when little kids are excited to come in and they see, hey, Miss Candace. That's always you know, it kind of lifts your spirit. You know, um, but also it's just it's. It's amazing to see the things that 
get donated here mm -hmm. every day. Um, yeah. Like we had a 1950 Singer sewing machine donated, you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, we've had, you know, knives and daggers donated pre World War One. Um, you know, it's just the interesting things that people donate. And, you know, it's always nice to see people donate things instead of tossing them in the trash, you know, where it can take years for it to, you know, finally, you know, disintegrate to what it's going to do. But to hear, you know, donate here where somebody else, you know, can turn it into something completely different. Um, you know, just to see the projects that people like to do, um, you know, they'll buy a piece of furniture, they'll sand it down, paint it a different color, um, may have come in for costumes, you know, just random things like that. Um, I will say TikTok has been a big pusher on thrift stores because yeah, they're, yeah. they're really encouraging people to go to thrift stores, see what's out there. Thrifting is trendy right now, that's for it sure. Is. So I, I love that you speak to that. I love the fact that within the Salvation Army mission, the family, one of the things the family store does, and certainly yours is no ex ex exception. In fact, yours might be one of the best examples I've ever seen uh, of building community, right? Because you have so many loyal customers that come regularly, but you also have loyal volunteers uh, that come and work in, in the store. And, and I think those volunteers continue to come back, one, because the environment uh, with which that is created there because of the culture of the Salvation Army and also because of, you know, the leadership that you provide, um, but also because of that understanding, I think, that mission of I'm not just helping sort clothes. I'm helping feed someone tonight who who might be a family that that needs food. Like, I think that's a huge piece of that. And, and I know you guys do a, a great job of helping those understand why we do this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, I mean, all three stores last year did a million dollars in sales. We couldn't have done that with just employees. The volunteers are a huge impact in that. Yeah. Um, we have one volunteer that she comes every day. She sorts clothes from typically she's typically here by 10 o'clock you know she stays till five she sorts clothes hangs them tags them you know for us to to keep the racks full um yeah. and just because we never know when somebody's coming in needing you know a jacket especially last week with as cold as it was we were pulling as many jackets getting them hung as we could um so we never know when somebody needs something so we want to get it to the floor as quickly as we can yeah and and you also do something else that olga alluded to earlier uh, where you help provide those who maybe, even though we sell it at a very affordable price, you help sometimes provide for those who are in need, who might need something for, for instance, if there was a fire in their apartment or they don't have any clothing. So talk a little bit about that, what that looks like, why we do that. Yeah. So, um, you know, even though, yes, our prices are very affordable, we, we do have, you know, families that will come in that, you know, that Olga has referred to us that um, they, they need clothing. And so they're given a certain amount and, you know, we will go over that amount, you know, sometimes if we feel the, feel the need, you know, yeah. um, but, you know, they, they can come get what they need, whether it be for a job interview, for school, um, things like that. And so um, we've even helped some of the shelter residents once they're getting their place, they can come get furniture. Um, from us as well awesome awesome well that's good stuff do you have anything else you'd like to add i don't i don't think so 
Yeah. Well, again, uh, I appreciate you and your team. And uh, like, we couldn't do what we do to the level that we do it in this community without the family store team, right? Which encompasses not just you and your staff, but Thompson Family Store, Peach Orchard Family Store, as well as our distribution center. Like we couldn't do what we do to the level we do it without these dedicated employees who you're representing because there's so many uh, stepping up every day uh, and making a difference every day. So thank you for what you do. Please thank your team uh, from me and may God uh, bless you. So we'll see you later then, Candace. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. I hope today that you've you've gotten a little sense of some of the amazing things that happen right here in your community. Uh, if you are a part of the Augusta area, please seek us out. Be a part of what we are doing. We want you to be engaged with us. So may God bless each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. Mm -hmm.